It is our belief that all news requires context and an hopefully informed perspective because without it, it might as well just be empty words and noise. Well, last week, Elon Musk did a complete 180 on accepting Bitcoin payments for Tesla. He triggered a major drop in Bitcoin's value and invited a host of questions like, does he wield too much power? Is there some validity or authenticity to his environmental concerns? So to address this issue and what's been unfolding in the last week or so, we're going to invite Jacko on the line. He is the host of the weekly NK News podcast and public relations consultant at Insight Communications. Good morning, Jacko. Good morning, Lena. It seems like there's a lot to process. <laughs> there is a lot going on here. A lot of moving parts, yes. All right. So we're going to hopefully try to clarify that for some of our listeners. Uh, Elon Musk has been intervening in the cryptocurrency world. That might even be an understatement. Uh, he, mm. I think, starts trends. He can single-handedly uh, shift trends as well. He's caused leaps and drops in the value of both Bitcoin and uh, Dogecoin by turn. So what's going on? Well, yes, uh, Elon Musk, of course, now the richest man in the world in net worth terms. He's about $8 billion ahead of Jeff Bezos. Uh, and last week, he hosted Saturday Night Live in the United States. Uh, he wants to go to the moon and Mars, and he's warned that humans risk being overtaken by artificial intelligence within a few years. So he has his finger in a number of pies. Mm. Uh, but I want to take you back to a simpler time, just 13 years ago, to 2008, <laughs> Uh, we'd never heard of Elon Musk <laughs> because he wasn't yet the CEO of Tesla, uh, nor had we heard of Bitcoin because that wasn't launched until the following year, 2009. And we certainly hadn't heard of Dogecoin, uh, which didn't come out until December 2013 as a fun and friendly Internet currency. <laughs> now, hopefully uh, our listeners will remember from our last explainer on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, which was way back on January 18th that Bitcoin is a digital currency and also a decentralized system which records its transactions on a distributed ledger called a blockchain. And Bitcoin is the first and the most prominent of these cryptocurrencies. After Bitcoin, literally hundreds, maybe even thousands of other coins have been created, known as altcoins because they are alternative coins to Bitcoin. Uh, then there are meme coins. Uh, these are also cryptocurrencies, but they take themselves much less seriously. And they were kind of considered a joke when they were first created, but clearly the joke's on us. What is a meme coin for some of our listeners that may not be aware? So glad you asked, Lena. Uh, we remember, yeah, a meme is a, a funny picture or an image or a photograph, mm. often with a word or a caption uh, that is spread from person to person on the Internet until it goes viral. Mm. And in 2013, there was an Internet meme, which was a picture of a dog, a Shiba Inu dog, with a funny facial expression and some funny words uh, laid over the top mm -hmm. of it. I somehow in 2013 was busy with other things. I missed that meme completely. What? But apparently that became the top <laughs> meme of the year for 2013. So a meme coin uh, is a coin that is based off of a meme, uh, but or generally just a coin that is meant to be fun, something you, you might you know buy a bunch of them for a few cents and give them away as a birthday present just you know, uh, for amusing mm. purposes, not meant to be taken seriously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So in, in December 2013, the year that Doge became a big meme hit, two software engineers, one from IBM and another from Adobe, decided to create a digital currency that could reach a wider audience than Bitcoin. And so they capitalized on this popular meme image at the time 
and they called their coin the Doge coin. Mm. And it was yeah, intended basically to make fun of the wild speculation that saw the values of cryptocurrencies, especially Bitcoin, go way up and then way down in a short amount of time. Now, Dogecoin has been around for almost eight years. And then this year, Elon Musk came along and got involved. And changed the course of Dogecoin forever. Now there's even a parody of a parody, because I would consider Dogecoin a parody of Bitcoin. And then now there is a parody of Dogecoin, apparently called Shiba Inu coins. Yes. It's getting increasingly difficult to keep up. But but anyhow, Jacko, before we get back to Dogecoin and its popularity, tell us what Elon Musk did with Bitcoin, um, his highly publicized decisions, high profile and seemingly high stakes too. Yes, let's talk about Bitcoin. So earlier this year, Elon Musk directed his company, uh, well, the company that he's CEO of, Tesla, to buy $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin for its corporate treasury and also said that customers could start buying Tesla cars with Bitcoins. And that led Bitcoin's value to rise by more than 10%. Uh, But then last Thursday, he did an about face and said that Tesla would stop accepting Bitcoin so you could no longer buy cars with that. The currency. The reason was apparently environmental. Elon Musk said, quote, we are concerned about rapidly increasing use of fossil fuels for Bitcoin mining and transactions, especially coal, which has the worst emission of any fuel, end quote. Of course, as expected, Bitcoin's price fell immediately after this announcement by more than 10%. However, it's still well above $50,000 per token. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even Tesla's shares, that's interesting, Tesla shares dropped by more than 4% uh, before recovering uh, on the next day in mm-hmm. trading. So we can see here that the value of Bitcoin, something we already knew back in January was volatile and prone to big fluctuations, is sensitive to whatever Elon Musk, the world's richest man, tweets. Which, of course, I think naturally invites a question of, is this a sign that Elon has too much power over uh, this market? It's a sign that he has a lot of power, but is it too much power? I don't know about that. But it's certainly yet another sign, as if we needed one, that Bitcoin is volatile. Uh, One analyst from UBS wrote, if one person can dramatically alter spending power, the stable store of value criteria of a currency is not met. So he's sort of pointing the criticism more at the vulnerability of the currency rather than the power of the man. Mm. On the other hand, financial experts point out that if Elon Musk had made public statements that had caused the values of stocks in a publicly listed company to rise and fall so much, he could have gone to jail for that. Uh, But cryptocurrency is not a stock, and those regulations aren't there yet, at least as far as I know. Mm. Now, let's not forget that Bitcoin has seen great increases and decreases in value over the last 12 years, sometimes for reasons that are much more difficult to pinpoint than one reason, uh, one person's tweets or public statements. But I think it is definitely our obsession with Elon Musk and anything he says that, you know, it seems like it adds up to him wielding a little bit more power than mm-hmm. perhaps regulators might be comfortable seeing. Yep. All right. So what about his environmental argument? Because critics of Bitcoin, including Bill Gates, have re- repeatedly brought up Bitcoin and other mined cryptocurrency being bad for the planet. So even those who are unaware of the technology knew about about this. So what about the authenticity and the validity of the statement? 
That's right, yeah. It's, it is surprising to hear Elon Musk talk about yeah. this argument now. Uh, it does take a lot of energy, a lot of electricity to mine Bitcoin, that is true. And the closer we get to the final Bitcoin, number 21 million, the more electricity it takes to do the complicated mathematical tasks that mine a new Bitcoin. And one of the cheapest places in the world for electricity is China, where there are lots of Bitcoin mining operations. Uh, and why is that? That's because the electricity there is made mainly by burning coal, and coal is mined in great quantities and quite cheaply mm -hmm. in China. So it's a cycle in a sense, and all this Bitcoin mining in China is powered by these massive coal-fired power plants. Mm. But that's nothing new. Uh, I confess that I know almost nothing about cryptocurrency, but I knew at least a year ago mm. that uh, you know there was an environmental issue here because all that mining was done in um, powered by coal-fired power mm. plants. Uh, so surely Elon Musk must have known about it too. And certainly before buying $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin back in February, somebody must have told him. <laughs> but others have said that Bitcoin may eventually be good for the environment. And an example of that is Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, who generally comes across, at least to me, as more serious and less of a prankster than Elon Musk. Uh, he recently shared a white paper that put forward this point of view mm. uh, and declared that Bitcoin, quote, incentivizes renewable energy. Now, I haven't had the time to go through the entire white paper myself, so I'm not sure what the logic behind that is. Mm. Still, for now, uh, Elon Musk is saying that Tesla is looking at alternative cryptocurrencies that give off less carbon emissions. He also said that Tesla will not be selling Bitcoin, but will hold on to it and use it as soon as mining, quote, transitions to more sustainable energy, unquote. Mm. Now, I don't know how that's possible without first shutting down all the coal-fired power plants in the world, and that'll take some time. Also, I think it's a fair thing to point out that Tesla did, in fact, shell to sell $272 million worth of Bitcoin in the first quarter of this year after buying that $1.5 billion worth. And Tesla made $101 million in profits from that sale. Mm. So all in all, uh, it isn't a good look for people who are looking to Elon Musk for leadership in the role of environment, social and corporate governance, or ESG, which is a hot topic in the business world these days. Mm. And there's also an argument that Tesla, in fact, makes most of its income from renewable energy credits not from actually selling cars. Mm. And without these credits, Tesla would never be a profitable company. And these credits are what Tesla receives from the government for producing electric vehicles, and then Tesla sells them on to gas-powered auto companies to make money. Uh, but now, as we talked about on this show recently, car manufacturers are starting to switch to electric vehicles and also doing what they can to reduce emissions in their own factories. Mm. One company, Stellantis, that makes Chrysler and Fiat and Dodge, said this year that it will meet its emissions targets, so it won't need to buy those credits anymore. And that puts Tesla in a difficult situation in terms of profitability if it can't sell those clean energy uh, mm. credits like it used to. And a few days ago, in fact, Reuters reported that Tesla is now trying to get into the U.S. renewable fuel credit market, maybe by publicly claiming that it's no longer interested in Bitcoin, it could be sending a signal to regulators that Musk is on board with sustainable energy. So not only is he out to send a message, um, but in, I guess in support of something that Tesla is supporting by manufacturing electric vehicles, but also it might be a profitable take for uh, Tesla and the only choice they have. Yeah, there is a little bit of an accusation there of right. a double standard or some possible hypocrisy. All right. Let's go back to our conversation on that meme coin, Dogecoin. Uh, what did Elon Musk do exactly there? Because he did also kind of prompt a spike and then a downturn. 
Yeah, so Dogecoin had been around, as I said, for almost eight years. I'd never heard of it until January 28th when Elon Musk tweeted something mm-hmm. positive about Dogecoin and has continued to do that sporadically, and that really lifted the value. In April, he tweeted, Doge barking at the moon, <laughs> possibly hinting at a kind of a link between Dogecoin and SpaceX. That's Elon Musk's space exploration and rocket company. Mm-hmm. But he didn't really say anything uh, specific or explicit about it, but just kept kind of playfully tweeting about it, and that kept on pumping up the volume mm-hmm. uh, and, the, uh, and the, the value. Now, one friend of mine who is heavily invested in Bitcoin uh, and who also views Elon Musk with extreme, extreme skepticism, to say the least, he shared a Twitter thread with me that suggested that Elon Musk had been catfished. That is, he'd fallen victim to a romantic scam on the internet by someone using the photograph of an attractive woman who was really a tech bro or group of tech bros promoting Dogecoin or just having some fun pranking Elon Musk. Now, I'm not Mm. sure what to make of that claim. I mean, that's a speculation anyhow that seems to be quite prominent in that thread, right? Yeah. So, okay, let's go back to that SNL hosting gig. Elon Musk did a lot uh, on that live show. So let's do a summary of that. Yeah, well, I'm going to just focus on one part of it. So Mm. in the weekend update, which is the fake news sketch that Mm. they regularly do, uh, Elon was asked repeatedly uh, what Dogecoin is. Now, eventually, the, uh, the sketch ended with him saying, it's the future of currency. It's an unstoppable financial vehicle that's going to take over the world. To which one of the SNL cast members, Michael Che, responded, so it's a hustle. And Musk replied, yeah, it's a hustle. And he laughed. (laughs) Now, a hustle is a North American slang for a fraud or a swindle, something that doesn't have any intrinsic value. (laughs) And since he said those words on live television, the value of Dogecoin has fallen but not to absolute nothing. At its height on May 7th, before the SNL appearance, it was about 72 cents. And now, when I checked last night, we're in the range of between 45 and 55 cents. So, you know, it lost some value, but not all. All right. So what does this all tell us about Elon Musk as a character? He likes to joke. <laughs> he isn't always serious. He's playful. He's a bit of a prankster. Last week, Uh, he asked through Twitter if Tesla should start accepting Dogecoin. And that was three days after he called it a hustle on SNL, jokingly or not. And most of his Twitter followers voted yes to that question. Uh, The New York Times described him as an unreliable narrator. And I I think that's quite an apt way of, of perhaps seeing him. And again, going back to that parody of a parody, enter Shiba Inu coin. What is this all about? Yes, we've got uh, exactly. If Dogecoin is a joke, then Shiba Inu coin is a joke off of a joke. (laughs) And the dog that is in the logo of Dogecoin, as I mentioned earlier, is a Shiba Inu dog, a kind of Japanese hunting dog. Uh, In August last year, someone launched another brand new cryptocurrency called the Shiba Inu or Shiba token. And it's modeled after the Dogecoin. And there are 400 trillion of these currently in circulation. That's Mm. an awful lot of coins. Their worth is very, very small fractions of percentages of a single cent. Now, you might think it's all a joke, but on May 13th, Vitaly Buterin, a co-founder of Ethereum, which is yet another cryptocurrency, but one of the bigger ones, uh, he donated more than 50 trillion Shiba tokens to the India COVID Crypto Relief Fund. And that's a a serious fund Mm. set up in April to raise donations for oxygen cylinders and oxygen concentrators for people who are suffering from the COVID-19 pandemic in India. Uh, Indian crypto exchanges are 
trying to turn the donated cryptocurrency into uh, fiat money, mm. which is then used to buy the necessary equipment and oxygen. And when Buterin sent these 50 billion Shiba tokens, they were worth around a billion US dollars in total. Uh, but uh, they are a meme coin, so they're very volatile in value. So the unexpected or unintended consequence of that donation drove the value of the Shiba Inu token down by about 35%, according to the Wall Street Journal. Mm. Still, the remaining value uh, will be turned into fiat money, uh, which can be used to help sick people. So it's, you know, it's better than nothing. Sure. Uh, and Buterin received those coins free in the first place, so he can afford to give them away easily. One of our listeners, Joshua Lee, actually brought up that hustle is a pretty vague term uh, that can actually have a positive takeaway, too. We previously described it as a fraud or a swindle. It could also be loosely interpreted as someone just really trying hard to making ends meet. Either way, that's where it can. I think when you talk about somebody's activity, you know, you've got to to hustle to to make it in the world. But when you (laughs) describe a a financial scheme as a hustle, that's not something that inspires great confidence. I don't think so either. I completely agree, Jacko. All right. So from all of this, what can we take away? Uh, Meme coins are not stable. So if you choose to buy some to give away to friends, uh, be prepared that, you know, you could lose all that money. All investments involve risk. Don't invest more than you can afford to lose. Ah, thank you very much, Jaco. Words of wisdom. Thanks, Lena. I'll talk to you again next week. Okay, bye-bye. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.